Three minutes it is now after 8 p.m. We now go into our shop stewards corner and uh, we always take a look on this Monday at uh, some of the issues uh, in the world of labor and uh, issues emerging from the shop floor. And uh, many of you would be familiar with the fact that uh, two uh, key sectors in our economy and linked sectors, I might add, uh, are engaged in wage negotiations. One is the uh, auto sector, uh, which is going into its second round, I understand, this week. And uh, one of the uh, other sectors uh, whose uh, pro- pro- uh, well output or products uh, feeds straight into the auto sector is the platinum sector. Uh, you, many of you would know that um, uh, catalytic converters, by and large, are made out of platinum, and uh, they are used, uh, of course, to uh, manage all manner of emissions in the vehicles we drive. And because uh, I really don't know uh, how it works. But that being said, uh, one of the, uh, I guess, uh, much anticipated negotiations are underway now in the platinum sector. And uh, certainly judging from some of the results that have come out and uh, the dividends paid, the cash buybacks uh, or share buybacks, I should say, it's quite clear that platinum mining houses are rather cash flush. Now, where uh, the difference in the platinum sector in relation to the gold sector, uh, which uh, was also... Uh, uh, I guess beset by an extensive strike uh, by Amku towards the end of last year and uh, the start of this year, uh, is that unlike the gold sector, in the platinum sector, uh, negotiations happen at firm level. So firm by firm, uh, entity or company by company, rather than a centralized bargaining system that you see in the gold sector. And uh, I'm joined now uh, on the line to speak about uh, this particular uh, negotiation here by the uh, president of the Association of Mine Workers Construction uh, Union uh, and uh, who we were told by many reports uh, that uh, they had placed their demands at around uh, 17,000 rand a month or a uh, double-digit uh, percentage rise there. And uh, he joins me now on the line uh, to uh, tell us a bit more about, I guess, uh, how these uh, um, negotiations are squaring up employers uh, alongside employees. Baumatunjo. Good evening to Baba. you, Mr. Kunjani. Hi, man. Diablel, The last time we spoke, Pamgo we platinum sector wage negotiations and sort of where you are uh, in that regard. We spoke about uh, some of the issues you are having with the Labour Registrar and I've been seeing, uh, certainly on uh, my screen, significantly uh, a campaign you've been running on many digital platforms uh, around hands-off AMCO. And uh, maybe if you could just give some of our listeners an update uh, with regard to uh, uh, that issue you had between yourselves and the Labour Registrar. Yes, thank you again and good evening to your listeners. And thank you to give us an opportunity as AMCO. Yes, indeed, there was uh, uh, engagement with the Department of Labour of which we submitted, uh, we last submitted our submissions and they responded, uh, I think, a week ago, and uh, acknowledging our submissions, and uh, they made their comments, and uh, we responded again uh, last week Friday, and the subsequent to that, we requested a meeting with them. So we're still waiting for their response to that effect. Mm, mm, okay. And uh, when we look at uh, the negotiations, negotiations have been underway in earnest, uh, I guess, uh, from the first week of July or even the end of uh, the previous month. And uh, I guess much of what's been bandied about in the media is uh, this uh, demand around 17,000 rand or so, uh, which is a notch up of the 12,500 demand that we've seen in, uh, from AMCO uh, over the last few years or so. Uh, just maybe talk to us about uh, some of the negotiations at the different mining houses. We do understand that uh, you are able to, I guess, uh, negotiate something at Sianda uh, for your workers there, but uh, there are other mining houses, Northam, Amplats, 
um, and uh, even Sabanye, uh, which we are told is heavily geared. Um, what's the state of play there? Yes, indeed. Uh, at Sianda, uh, which was previously owned by Anglo-American uh, Platinum Mine in the northern next to Tabazimbi, yes, we concluded a very progressive deal uh, with Sianda. Uh, it's um, a black-owned uh, mine, of which I think uh, these other big boys, they should uh, take a lesson from them, a lesson from them, that, yes, we can conclude an agreement without a strike as long as we are progressive and understand the, with the realities that are facing the workers. And also another mine around Brest, which is called Bushfeld, mm. the negotiations are going very uh, good. And then uh, their proposal on the table is very attractive. It's the first time we negotiate for those workers. I think we'll clinch a deal by the end of this week if, uh, if things go according to the plan. Those are the two uh, other, what would say, small mines. Mm, uh, and mm. then we are left with this elephant in the room. And uh, when it comes to those elephants, uh, are you finding uh, one another with the employer or are they digging in their heels? Because we do know that uh, certainly in the context of the results they've given out and some of the dividends they've paid out and all manner of other things, paying up, you know, uh, paying bondholders uh, early, uh, that it's quite clear that the industry is cash flush and uh, that must have influenced your negotiating position uh, somewhat. Yes, indeed, we have engaged with Impala, of which they are not showing an appetite much to be very progressive uh, as compared to what uh, they've declared and what they've paid their investors. And also goes uh, with Sibanye. Sibanye loan mean uh, they haven't uh, given us an offer. The last round we spoke to them, they were saying they don't have money, they plead poverty, uh, even the joke. And then with Anglo Platinum, they did put a proposal to us of which we'll be reverting back to them by Thursday. Yes, by Thursday. So we'll be reverting back to them to say what is our position. But uh, with the Densi Bani previously owned by Anglo, what we call Rusting the Platinum mm. Mines, uh, they came with similar, uh, what's name, offer as they put in, in their Western Mines, of which that was rejected. And also Impala offer was rejected, uh, which was about 600 rand for the first year and also 650 for the second year. They're still playing marbles. Mm, and uh, mm. I think uh, the one who came with a better proposal was Anglo Platinum, of which at this point in time I cannot uh, divulge okay. what is it, but they are very progressive. All right. We think that uh, on Thursday we might have a proper engagement around their offer. Okay. Okay. Dadu Matunjwa, let's pause there slightly and uh, I'd like you to just hold the line for me for a second. We need to take a spot break. But when we come back, I mean, I want us to take a look at, uh, I guess, uh, you know, the state of play in, in some of these entities and in particular Sibanya Stillwater, uh, which uh, has been complaining for a significant amount of time about the debt on uh, their balance sheet. I'd love to hear your perspective as the union uh, in response to that. And more importantly, uh, I guess, uh, you know, some of the things that you are also going to be leaving on the table because we know in negotiations, as some unionists often say, uh, each party needs to leave something on the table, and I'd be interested to hear yes. uh, what uh, Amku will be leaving on the table. But let's take this break. 
From the 1st of August 2019, parties may lodge company dispute applications with the company's tribunal using the online case management system. The system allows applicants to file and to view the status of the applications online. Visit companiestribunal.org.za or call 012-394-3071, 012-394-3071 for more information. The company's tribunal is an agency of the Department of Trade and Industry. 13 minutes it is now after 8 p.m. And uh, we continue our conversation. I have on the line uh, President of the Association of Mine Workers Construction Union, uh, Joseph Matunjo. And we're talking about the platinum sector wage negotiation and what the latest uh, is in that regard. And uh, Bao Matunjo, before we went to the break, uh, I guess I was mentioning the case of uh, Sabanya Stillwater. And many analysts have also mentioned uh, the case here of Royal Buffalo Gang Platinum, uh, who they feel... Uh, that uh, have very loaded balance sheets. They've taken a lot on a lot of debt, and uh, effectively, even with uh, some of the good PGM prices that we see, uh, I might be unable to uh, meet some of your demands as you've presented them. Uh, and I'm quite interested in what your response uh, would be, uh, because when you compare it to what you have said is a progressive proposal from Amplats, uh, one might argue that uh, you know, is Kolotizaba's fine, Mr. Matunji. Yes, I'm saying yes, one might argue that uh, they don't have the same level of debt. Uh, what would your view be uh, to a case presented by Sabanya that says, look, we're in a lot of debt here and uh, we can't maneuver and uh, effectively right. respond to some of your demands? You remember during the Competitions Commission Tribunal, Banya came uh, with the very same narrative mm. of that loan mean it's a loss-making company. And uh, we defeated that argument uh, in the tribunal because you remember that we've turned the corner from 2018 at at Lon Min, uh, before the the swallowing happened, before Spanish swallowed Lon Min. So we've turned the corner, and that we were, uh, I mean, Lon Min itself were able to declare a profit, uh, I mean, by that time. That was even before, uh, I mean, the measure. So now, at this point in time, uh, the second quarter of uh, Lon Min, which I think ended in May, so the operating profit for loan mill of now is called is to be called Sibani. Their operating profit is about seventy million dollars, which is almost a one billion rand. So they cannot come and, and and play their game and saying they are not making money. We've turned the corner before the measure. We've made the profit. It was the first time the workers of loan mill getting what we call it the employee share option scheme mm. uh, based or, or, I mean, on that profit that they make. So then Spanya cannot turn around today and say within having a six months or three months in that mind, they say they are not making money. Two, I mean, the, 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 the PGM, the Platinum Group of Metals, that appreciated your rhodium, your palladium, mm. you can name all of them. They've made money. So the declaring of the profit before the financial year, it's another clever strategy by this company to plead poverty when they come to the table and pay the dividend to the investors before they engage with the workers, of which is their normal modus operandi to always plead poverty. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, the weakening of the rent is an advantage to the exporters. Yes. If we are sitting at 14 uh, rent at the dollar, we have one in one dollar you pay, I mean, you can buy 14 rent. I mean, so these companies are making money through exchange rate. Secondly, their cost, their expense is paid in rand, and then they export in dollars. Mm-hmm. So therefore, all the way these companies are making money, there is no company in the platinum sector today in this round of wage negotiations 
that they can plead poverty. If they continue pleading poverty, they are going back to what led to the Maritana massacre. When these companies were making huge money, they pay the investors and they leave the, their workers right down into the poverty line, below mm. poverty line. So this is what they will be doing. I'm quite interested in your view as the union on some of the things these companies have been speaking about, like Pumas Results. One of the things they talk about is how they've been investing in the last few years or so in effecting greater mechanization of some of their mines, which of course would be job displacing and would displace some of the, the labor there, um, so that they can transition towards a low-cost mechanized approach to production, which effectively, I guess, uh, would allow them to benefit uh, and uh, receive margins in addition to some of these uh, currency or foreign exchange gains that you're talking about? My brother, the same minds, when they were coming with mechanization, we as the union, we were suffering because this mechanization came with retrenchment. So, I mean, there was a knock-on effect. Mm. It's not to say they maintain the same number of employees while they were introducing mechanization. The numbers that they've got today is not as the numbers that, uh, I mean, they had, I mean, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And again, if you remember with Lonmin, Banye, when they took over with the major, they were saying they want to retrench 12,600, of which the Competition Commission, the government, allowed them. And we had to fight them and fight them until to the High Court in Cape Town. And remember, in six months, they cannot do anything. But after six months, they can come with retrenchment, of which to, today, Banye at Lonmin, they are making profit. So in six months' time, they can come back and say, the competition the High Court gave us six months has lapsed, here is Section 189. They can still reduce. So, I mean, they are smiling all the way. I mean, it's a system that we find ourselves in, of which the unions, they've got a limited power. This issue of extraction and being a, 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 the, the, the prizes are, are made by the New York Stock Exchange. We are just a prize takers in South Africa. The education of that we our children go to the university is, is of extraction. And you go to Europe, the university is about beneficiation. So every job that we, we the mind, the money that we make in South Africa or the export, or any ounce that we make, it creates about four jobs in America or in Europe. So in South Africa, we are limiting it about, what, 37%? Uh, I mean, unemployment, of which is a self-inflicted, because we are extractive nation, we are um, uh, exporting nation, there is no industrialization, there is no beneficiation. All these no, knock-on effects are created by ourselves and our, uh, what's name, uh, I'm a trade agreement of which uh, impact hugely to the South African. So if you talk, I mean, I, I know the biggest narrative today is the state capture. Mm. The, the business are the ones who are capturing South Africa. Because one, they've got an influence in changing Labor Relations Act. Labor Relations Act is changed. If you have to go to the strike, you must conduct it the, the ballot as if you are going to the national election. Secondly, the very same mining charter that they were singing praise to the Minister of Mineral, Mr. Gwede Mandashe, are the one that could be found saying, if he doesn't change this uh, mining charter, he's pulling out, out of coal, totally. 
So they are threatening the state, and the state will ban for them because the state is captured by business. That's a real capture. These mines are killing workers every day. You've never heard of any senior or CEO being prosecuted. So they are doing as they will. They loot, I mean, the minerals, they kill workers, no proper compensation, no Mine Health and Safety Act that they want, I mean, to amend in order to save the workers. They are smiling when they go to the banks. That is what we are experiencing as the working class in South Africa under the disguise of employment. Mama Tunjwa, I mean, I'd flag this question just before we went to the break. You know, uh, many unionists often say a negotiation is also about uh, ensuring that uh, the employer is able to leave something on the table and that also as the union uh, and uh, as the uh, representative of the workers, you're also able to leave something on the table. I'm quite interested in uh, what are some of the strategic and key sort of tactical issues that you have left on the table here in this particular negotiation. And you mentioned that uh, one of the other mining companies, Amplats, was very progressive in engaging there. Uh, and I'm quite interested, I guess, in you know some of the things where you've seen the employer is willing at least to concede uh, on some of those issues in light of the good prices that we see. Yes, indeed. In all uh, wage negotiations, uh, is not a winner-take-all. I mean, the, the teams that are negotiating will prioritize issues. But at this point in time, what is more important is the basic salary of the workers. We cannot allow a situation whereby the workers' salary is measured by inflation. I mean, the food basket doesn't work. I mean, at the end of because it doesn't include your petrol, it doesn't include your escom, it doesn't include all those things. So therefore, that's why we're pushing for something of about seventeen thousand rand, of which this company can be able. Yes, there will be issues that we can leave in the table and taking into another forum or task team. We we've been doing so, but at this point in time, until we get a clear indication on the basic salary, it will be difficult to say what is it that will be left in the table. And our members are the one at the end of the day that will be giving that mandate. Always a pleasure to catch up with you. That there is AMCO President Joseph Matunjo speaking to us this evening. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Enko. That there was Joseph Matunjo saying and none of these entities uh, can and ought to plead poverty. Let me know what you think about that. I'd love to hear your perspectives. Let's take this brief break. And on the other side, we take a look at, of course, uh, uh, the public sector wage and uh, public sector employment here. And uh, some of the things uh, that are set to come the way of uh, many of the teachers, nurses and policemen who work in the uh, public sector. You don't want to miss this one.